Hi, welcome to the end-to-end e-commerce playbook, hosted by Maginus. In this series, we'll share tips, tactics, and real customer insights to help you take your online business to the next level. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of the end-to-end e-commerce playbook. My name's Tom Williams. I'm the head of e-commerce at Maginus. Today, we're going to have a chat talking about warehouse best practice in light of COVID and some essential fulfillment KPIs that you should consider in your day-to-day operations and continue to use in a post-COVID world. Here with me is my colleague, Mel Tim. Mel is our head of pre-sales at Maginus. Later, we'll also be talking to Wayne Martin, operations manager at RSPB, one of our longest standing Maginus OMS customers. He'll give a different perspective on how to handle KPIs for the warehouse, how technology has helped him, touching on some of the points we'll raise in this first section. Right, let's get going. Thanks very much. Hi, Tom. How are you doing? Not too bad, thank you. Um, so, Mel, would you like to give us a little bit of background about yourself and your role at Maginus? Oh, yeah, sure. So, um, my role in Maginus here is industry principal. Um, so, what I do is I head up all the pre-sale activity for Maginus OMS. Um, it's a great and varied role. I spend a lot of time um, talking to our existing retail customers and prospect retail customers on how they can use technology to um, improve their business. So, um, yeah, I enjoy my role and I get to speak to lots of retailers. And at the current time, what we're trying to do is help them in this COVID environment and how they move forward um, into the foreseeable future. So over the last three months, businesses have had to restructure quite significantly to one, keep themselves open, but then two, fulfill what they're saying they're going to fulfill. So an awful lot of people have restructured their warehouses, reduced the amount of stock that they're, well, not stock, reduced the number of products which they're going to sell so that they can fulfill and reduce the amount of um, interaction in warehouses. But as we move more into a normal state and people's expectations are not COVID anymore, it's even though we are still having to treat it as such, what do you think the impact will be in getting back to more of a normal state um, around I that? Think, yeah, I think that consumer buying behaviour will, will change. I think we'll still see it um, online becoming significantly higher um, growth revenue as a sales channel. Um, I think that having your e-commerce site tightly coupled with a order fulfillment solution such as Maginus OMS is going to be key. Um, Maginus OMS or a product such as that will automate lots of the routines in the warehouse. It will automate your picking waves. Um, it uses mobile technology for pick, pack and dispatch. So having technology in the back office that streamlines your warehouse to make sure your warehouse is running as well and automated as possible is going to be key. And I think using technology is going to be key to make sure your business is succeeding. KPIs are key, being able to manage these, then knowing what these your KPIs are and knowing that there are strategies you can put in place to improve your KPIs um, will improve your business efficiency um, going forward. But I think we will see COVID restrictions in place for quite some time. I think the warehouses will have reduced staff in them for quite some time. I think the packing stations will be spread out. And having a business solution and technology that allows you to walk, have a one-way system around the warehouse, I think that's, that will continue um, after this post-COVID time. Yeah. 
the, the, the lockdown, RSPB had to close all their uh, reserves and on each of the reserves is a store. And what, what that did do is, is push the demand uh, through the warehouse, through the web sales, and up to 250% of what we'd normally be getting this time of year. So the, we had the, the challenges of picking a lot more orders and I couldn't increase the headcount due to the social distancing issues that we were uh, going through. So we had to, to use the system uh, and we had to work quickly because the orders were coming in so fast. We had to work quickly on different ideas of how we could kind of manipulate the system um, to work for us uh, faster. So uh, what we were able to do is take the order pool and manipulate it so we could pull out orders that were in certain aisles, um, which allowed us the social distancing uh, measures to put in place where we're not overcrowding one aisle with say 10, 15 pickers at a time, we were able to spread the pickers out. On average, we'd have around about two pickers per aisle covering uh, around about 18 bays. Uh, mm -hmm. So that there was plenty of space for them to do the social distancing. Uh, you know, no, no bottlenecking or, or bumping into each other, uh, which allowed us to act actually increase our productivity. So you've you've had to reduce the number of pickers uh, per aisle, um, and you've had this massive increase in orders. So how have you actually increased the productivity? What it did was it, it reduced the the pickers travel time so rather than the picker going out with say five orders and he would be picking the five orders throughout the um eight nine uh, racks that we picked from um we were able to narrow it down so the the, the pickers were picking uh, a lot quicker than they'd normally do so we we're having to take time out to to manipulate the system but the what Maginus allowed us to do is is alter the way that we could release the, 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 the orders. Another report that Maginus was able to give us uh, is, is, is like a hit, what we call a hit list or a, a heat map, which could identify how many times we'd, we're visiting a location. Um, if we're not visiting a location and it was sitting outside uh, the footprint, um, the most economic footprint uh, to, to finish the pick. So we're able to move product that's all, all of us could suddenly become slow moving. We could move that out of the footprint uh, further down the warehouse uh, and, and bring the faster moving stock. Again, this it all helped increase productivity at a time that we needed it. I imagine on the website of things as well, we're going to be seeing a lot more investment uh, on how people, not investment from a, a cost necessarily, but how people are going to be using the technologies that they have to try and streamline the, their offerings on the website. Which ones, they, they still have to sell their, their broad range of products, but I guess they will be focusing more on those high margin, um, better return items at the front um, and hiding the less margin items at the product. And they'll be using the tools on the website and in their OMS systems to achieve that and then monitoring quite closely through the analytics software, which is available to them to 
So we'll find out that balance between the, the journeys that people are going through and um, how they can improve those to sort of keep on top of it a lot more. Because in a way, people are getting some time back to invest in the business as usual at this moment in time, instead of having to chase their tails as constant as they are in an everyday life. So. Yeah, totally, totally agree with that. I think we'll see companies pushing certain products on the website. I think consumers um, maybe expect limited products on the website. We, we've all got quite used to going onto website and not seeing the full range of products. So is consumer behavior going to change? Would we suddenly expect all the products to appear? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if we will have a different way of working and we won't expect such a range on websites. Um, I think that would be true for the foreseeable future anyway. Same on the technology element of it, Mel, and sort of how people are moving more to this SaaS-based model. Have you seen an uplift in people trying to move away from a, a fixed capital cost and driving more into the monthly SaaS approach? Oh, totally. Yeah, I think that that's where the market's going. So software as a service-based um, software is, is definitely the future of um, business solutions. So instead of having a big capital outlay, um, you just pay a monthly fee and that's a rolling monthly fee. And for that fee, you get a completely managed end-to-end industry standard um, security built into that. So you don't have to manage your um, database anyway. You don't have to manage your systems. It's all done in the cloud for you. And what that's allowing people to do is to stop having to think about maintaining their software solution and they can start to innovate and look forward of how they're going to drive their business, how they're going to improve um, their operations. So we're finding a lot more strategic thinking and a lot more strategic actions because people aren't having to invest um, in on-premise solutions. So in essence, they just get to focus on selling and not, not the nuts and bolts of keeping it running. Exactly. They don't have to worry about keeping the lights on. Someone else is doing that for them and they can concentrate on selling and selling more and making their business smarter and grow more. So given you are the coal face of retail, Mel, um, what, what do you feel the real challenges are facing retail is it the, in this current climate? Um, I think really today's consumers are becoming ever more demanding. They want instant gratification, expect exceptional customer service throughout the whole ordering journey. We find that retailers have so many problems to solve. Uh, for example, how do they efficiently get order from A to B without eroding their profit margin? How do they compete with the likes of Amazon who are offering same day, next day delivery? I think the customers I'm working with, um, the messages I'm getting back from them is employee safety is paramount. And that's the main priority for retailers we're working with in these difficult and unprecedented times. We're seeing a need to comply with strict health and safety guidelines. In a warehouse, this is resulting in reduced number of warehouse workers at any given time. We're seeing split shifts and extended shifts. Um, product ranges are, being, ranges are being reduced and stock can be difficult to get hold of. We're seeing one-way systems through the warehouse, as we're doing when we go to supermarkets to shop. And packing stations have been spread out to adhere to the two-meter social distancing. So the whole warehouse operation is changing. Um, all this combined with a huge upsurge in online shopping. And the result is a real tangible strain on supply and demand through our customers. In turn, you've made these changes that have actually increased your productivity during the COVID crisis. Do you think you're going to continue to use those or will there be other new things that you'll bring into place going forward? Absolutely. Um, 
without doubt that we'd be using the same tactics that we've used uh, during the COVID situation into Q4. We, it's our busiest period uh, through Q4. So um, it's, it's given us a, a good test um, these last three, three months um, of what Christmas will be like. And we've sailed through the last three months. So we're not fearing a Christmas rush. As you know, as you know retailing and, and Christmas can be quite a painful time of uh, distribution. So what we've implemented over the last three months, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely be rolling it into Q4 this, this year, is RSPB's, normally RSPB's busiest uh, period. So we will be using the heat maps to, to ensure that product's in the right place. We'll be using the um, picking out the aisle method uh, to speed up the pick. Anyth anything that, that helps us, and that's what Maginus gives us. If we hadn't have done these, we, we'd have been so far behind. We, we'd probably never have caught up. So we had to, we had to hack to make sure that uh, we, we did things differently because the demand coming through would have either had to increase headcount which we couldn't because of the social distancing you're adding more people into a potentially dangerous situation so we, we, we had to, to work and think differently to ensure that uh, we could get the product out with the same people so this is has given us uh, confidence that we can deliver uh, the the amount of volumes with the same staff we all know that the headcount uh, is probably the biggest cost in any operation so keeping the head count down while still maintaining uh, a KPI productivity and delivery cost quality uh, all, all come into into play it's great I, I think one of the big challenges Mel that I think I've seen over the last three months is how businesses have struggled to keep all stock online at any one time so, for example, I know I've been shopping to try and do some jobs around the house for the kids and so on and so forth. And they've been rotating stock within the warehouse. So what they pick and what they dispatch based on availability. However, what they haven't been doing is messaging that information to the end user on the website particularly well. So I think that's one area where I think the end user has been let down by customers or businesses. Um, they have to do these changes in the warehouse to fulfill the needs of COVID um, distancing. However, if they don't message it to the end user on the website in a way that makes it easier or in a timely manner when they can manage it, it's very distressing. Um, I think because of our exposure to the wider industry, we know what's going on. But I know for my other half, it was very exasperating when she had built up a massive basket of things which were apparently in stock and then not being able to fill them. Um, as such, that comes down to end-user messaging and then how the, the warehouse is managed. Uh, how do you think about that, Mel, about everything going on in the warehouse and affecting that front end-user experience? Yeah, it's really, it's really hard, isn't it? Because at the end of the day, what we're trying to do is keep businesses being as profitable as they can be, but with the current restrictions in place. So it's a completely different way of working. Um, so we can't have as many products ranged in the warehouse. Products need to be spread out. Um, we might have stop problems of getting certain products in. We can't actually get those products in. 
And so then trying to take that data from a back office system and send it up to an e-commerce site, it's, it's going to be changing very quickly. And if the e-commerce site isn't then translating that data correctly to the end user, um, like you say, most end users aren't as lucky as we to understand the whole process. We understand it because we work in this industry. Whereas end users who don't just don't understand why everything's in stock, they go to their basket and then they can't buy anything. And that's very, very frustrating. And, you know, people are going to be self-isolating as well. So there's going to be people buying things because they can't actually go out. And if you're trying to buy something, you need it and you, can't, you keep getting to the basket stage and you can't buy the product, what, what are you going to do? You're going to wait, um, you're going to call the call centre or you're going to shop elsewhere. Um, any of those outcomes for a retailer aren't good because if, you, if you're calling in, you're going to um, need staff to answer those calls, try and work out what's going on. Um, if you're going to wait and order later on, then there's lost revenue for the retailer. And if you shop elsewhere, well, the sales have gone. Um, so, yes, we do need to keep our warehouse employees safe. But at the end of the day, the customer needs to be looked after in this process and needs to make sure they have the right information at the time of ordering. So if I go on the website, it should tell me if it's available or not to order. Um, and then once it is available, when I get to the basket, it says it should still be available as well, I think. Yeah, customers aren't as loyal um, aren't as loyal to a particular brand as they used to be. So if your stock is inaccurate, they'll just go somewhere else, won't they? Yeah, that's exactly it. That's why stock and pick accuracy are such an important KPI. Your stock that you show on your e-commerce site is fed through from your back office system. Um, so it's imperative that back office system, the stock in there is right. Um, so that the stock you send up to the website is the stock you physically have in the warehouse so that when the orders come down, you know you can pick those orders. Um, so having an integration between your back office and your e-commerce that sends real-time stock up to the website is, is imperative. You can't get over how important that is. But having the stock right in the first place, that means you've got to have a robust um, back office warehouse management solution that enforces stock integrity within the warehouse so any movement of stock in or out of the, the warehouse or any movement within that warehouse is managed on the warehouse management solution and we find that if you have devices it's mobile devices so if you're barcode scanning locations barcode scanning products on every movement that really does help with stock integrity and making sure your stock is accurate um, also with the picking um you know, we're seeing a real shift away from paper-based picking. Well, paper in the warehouse is, we're seeing a shift away from that. We have customers who run their warehouses with a paperless warehouse, which is, you know, it's great for the environment. Um, it's great for sustainability, but it's also great because everything is carried out real time on mobile devices. So your stock is always real time up to date. Um, and making sure that when you're picking, they are using handheld devices to scan the products out of picking and then scan the products out on the packing station means that your picking is always accurate. So you don't have the chance to send the wrong products out because they are scanned at the pick and they're also scanned at the pack station. So they're scanned twice, um, making sure that all of the orders that go out are correct. Um, so you don't have that problem with products coming back because the wrong ones are sent. And it also means that the stock is correct because what you actually should pick, you do pick and you do send out. So it is actually a really, really important measure, um, and it really is a measure that helps profitability. Without doubt, the, the, the two main things in any um, distribution um, 
for an operations manager is all about his productivity, about his picking and his packing. That is the main thing that we do for the RSBB. So having a system that's allowed us to, to manipulate it, to drive that productivity up, um, to, to see up, up around 15% productivity increase in, in both picking and in packing, uh, it's been tremendous. It, it, we, we wouldn't have got through without it. With Maginus, as you, as you know, we, we can't pick it incorrectly. Everything's scanned through a barcode. So the one, the picker can't pick it incorrectly. What it could do is, is potentially um, not pick enough. So you could pick the right item, but it should have picked three and he only picked two. But then we've got the, the second safety net, Maginus, is when we scan it all out and we have to scan every item then the system will detect that we're short and it won't allow. So our quality is 99.9. It's fantastic. We've got no issue with quality at all because the system just won't allow us to, to lose stock. It's all booked in correctly and picked correctly and it's dispatched correctly. So we hear very little, if any. I can't remember the last time we had a customer complaint because something was missing. It's just not possible. Um, so how do you think the KPIs can help in a situation like this? Why are they important? That's a great question, Tom. Um, and I think KPIs are really important at a time like this. Once you know what your KPIs are and what they are currently, you can make decisions or look at ways to improve those KPIs. Suboptimal KPIs can be the first sign that there's problems in your warehouse's processes and with the systems. They're not as efficient as they could be. Um, it also could mean your employees need more training in certain areas. So at times like this, KPIs can really help retailers to make sure they're operating as effectively as they can. But like you say, there are so many possible KPIs, it's easy to get lost in all your data. So what do you think are the main key KPIs you should be focusing on? Yes, that's true about your data, Tom. You just you got so much data. Where do you start? Well, um, I think my five top KPIs that retailers need to ensure their back office systems can capture and they can use to measure are stock and picking accuracy, revenue per employee, order to fulfillment times, cut-off times for guaranteed next day delivery, and the number of orders picked and dispatched in full. Yeah, well... Mel, that's great. Um, thank you very much for your input. Um, as always, I feel like we could talk for hours. Um, uh, so that's all we have time for for today. Um, some really interesting and valuable stuff to digest here. Um, if any of the listeners out there want to dive deeper into the detail to learn how to calculate these metrics in practice, then we've put a link onto our KPIs report in the show notes. So thank you very much. For, and um, please don't forget to subscribe. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening. For retailers, big and small, we provide what it takes to sell better and be more profitable. We do this by delivering class-leading e-commerce websites that drive online growth and sales fulfillment solutions that facilitate next-day delivery and customer service excellence. For more information, visit Maginus.com. massive, massive um, 
Oh, excuse me, I've just forgotten the word. Mass. <laughs> oh, must be. Must be. Um. Oh God, mine's gone blank. Benefit. Um. Bit massive. Uh, must be hugely important. <laughs> and improve your profitability and overall customer service. Sorry, I got a call and my phone's not on mute. <laughs> Sorry. Didn't notice at all, Mel, don't we? No, not at all. <laughs>